Okay, everybody. So I am here with Rob from Gab. If you've been following my channel for a while, you're probably already on Gab. So you're already probably familiar with him. But in case you're not, um, Rob, why don't you give everybody a brief introduction to who you are? Sure. So my name is Rob Colbert. I'm a software developer, uh, computer programmer. And uh, well, so I would say i I joined Gab as a contractor in 2018. Uh, shortly after, um, Gab went through a lot of issues, uh, problems. We can maybe get into some of that. And um, I stepped in as uh, basically interim CTO for a bit. And uh, eventually, I mean, I'm going super fast. Um, you know, eventually uh, the opportunity to have Fosco become the CTO arose, uh, stepped out of the way so that that could take place. And um, now I am basically just getting back to my own things. Okay. So you were sort of like a, um, if I understand correctly, just like a regular user of Gab before you got involved, right? Exactly. Yeah. Gabber first. So, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm super passionate about the freedom of speech and that, you know, that's what I care most about. You know, it's not about the specific technologies. It's not about even necessarily making innovations within them. Um, you know, the innovations at Gab really were sort of just keeping it online. Um, having some, you know, yes answers to uh, questions that were receiving no's uh, before that. And, you know, basically just keeping Gab afloat, keeping people happy, as happy as we could. Yeah, Gab's gone through quite a process. I mean, I remember when we first got on in 2018, I think we were, our channel is like live 24-7, and I'm pretty sure we were live streaming on Gab uh, for a while. And then this incident happened um, and the massive deplatforming of Gab everywhere. So Obviously, they were not able to offer that anymore. And um, I think Gab went through a period where they're just like trying to find people that would host them. And yes, that yeah. didn't happen without like wanting concessions from Gab about like censoring people uh, and, and oh, yeah. basically just being another analog of the big tech companies we already have. And Gab was like, OK, we're if we're going to do this and we're going to be serious about free speech, we just have to make alternatives to all of this. That was really sort of right around the beginning of Build Your Own, right? Like Build Your Own didn't even necessarily coincide with Gab's launch, right? Like Andrew Torbo was way ahead of that curve. Uh, he was basically out there telling people Build Your Own was coming. And so, you know, yeah, right around, you know, I guess that was in around October of 2018. I'm trying to go from memory, probably want to check that as a, a specific detail, but it was the Robert Bauer shooting. Uh, the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting was basically Gab's, you know, final event uh, as far as being able to be hosted on any kind of a cloud or third party service. And I mean, at all, um, that was even when, you know, GoDaddy dropped their domain, um, you know, which again, I know everyone's super familiar, but we'll just touch on that for people to know that don't know what that means, you know, Go, GoDaddy is a domain registrar. It's what turns gab.com, the, the letters into an IP address that your computer can go connect to, right? And without that, people can't type gab.com. So it was really sort of right around that time where um, Epic, um, you know, it's Rob Monster's company, uh, epic.com, um, stepped up, was, you know, willing to do domain registrar service, but then Gab was still left with the situation of no servers. You know, where do we actually host this? 
And so that's sort of where, you know, this build your own really went into high gear. Um, we got our own servers um, and we just went, you know, bonkers building our own software. Um, we can dive as deep into, you know, that as you'd like, but that's sort of what kicked it all off in, into, you know, okay, we for real actually have to start building what Andrew now refers to as the parallel economy. We didn't have those words back then, right? right. That all sort of emerged out as, as we were going through this whole process. But that's uh, right around the time that we forked um, Brave, the, the web browser. Um, that was done so that we had our own access technology. There's an awful lot of misunderstanding, actually. Um, I would say throughout the entire market, uh, when Gab did that, you know, there was this perception that, you know, Gab was trying to cut in or, or, you know, edge their way into that model of browser business. And, you know, again, Andrew sort of made that very clear to folks like, no, that's not what we're doing. We took the cryptocurrency bat out of Brave. And really all it was about was just not being able to get censored from the address bar, um, which may sound extreme back when we were doing it. But it was, you know, another one of those things where Andrew's ability to see down the street and around the the uh, the corner um, has it to where, you know, you then track Mozilla's actions since and, you know, other browsers actions since as far as censoring from, you know, their web stores and all the rest. It really seemed next that you'd go to type gab.com, hit enter and suddenly, you know, sorry, you're not allowed to go to that website. So that was, you know, why we forked a browser. That was why we started building servers. It was why we, you know, just really decided, all right, everything has got to just be our own solution now because that's what we can control. Yeah, I mean, I think that Gab is sort of the canary in the coal mine as far as censorship goes. And mm -hmm. more than that, but like the debanking and stuff, I mean, they've gone after Torba pretty hard. I think mm -hmm. his entire family, his wife, his parents uh, debanking them. All, all true. Which is insane. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's like what to expect, right? I think Torba has said uh, months ago that like, yeah, they started this, doing this to me, but next it's going to be everybody. And obviously, yeah. I think that that's going to hold up to be true. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's exactly the same as Alex Jones being the canary in that coal mine, right? Like, you know, as far as actually publishing news, as far as just, you know, getting the the not popular opinion, not popular analysis out there for people to consider true or false, whatever people think of each individual publisher. I'm not even commenting on that. What I'm commenting on is the fact that they're not allowed. You know, a person like Alex Jones is not allowed on Twitter. They're not allowed on Facebook. They're not allowed on YouTube. They're, they're just not allowed. They're not allowed to exist, right? Um, and to the best of my understanding, Alex Jones faces a lot of the same situations with respect to banks and debanking and all the rest of that. I mean, right. I'm, I'm not breaking news. You know, these are things that these people all talk about as, you know, challenges to just running their business. And, you know, again, having been on the inside of that and seeing what that means, it's like, I don't necessarily know that the public understands how much of a distraction that is to a business, how much progress that prevents a business from having. You know, Andrew says these things, but I, I really just sort of want to back up that statement that, you know, when when you're a business, it's bad enough to have to go up against competition, to have to go up against you know, public opinion of a new feature of a whatever, whatever. There's, there's more than enough to be managed in terms of all of that. But then in the middle of dealing with all of that, you're getting hacked, you're getting debanked, you're getting attacked by, you know, pretty much every arm of the mainstream media. It doesn't matter if it's print, 
uh, you know, TV, radio, whatever, the entirety of that whole machine attacking you 24 seven, you know, uh, destroying your ability to process payroll, destroying your ability to pay vendors that are providing services to you, contractors, et cetera. Like it doesn't just affect, you know, only Andrew or only Gab, it affects businesses that want to work with Gab. They get attacked as well. If they're discovered it, you know, it's, it's never ending. It's like, there really, really, really is an army of people that are constantly digging through every little piece of digital and other information that they can find specifically for the purpose of identifying a vendor, going after them, getting them mobbed, um, you know, all of that. Yeah. All of that. And it, it, it really, I can't emphasize this enough. It does not stop. There is, there's never a day where, you know, some letter doesn't arrive from some, you know, foreign government um, wanting some post taken down because it's got hurdy words in it. And, and <laughs> you know, the very next letter that arrives is from, you know, it, it, it really just kind of doesn't end, you know, like a bank canceling or something like that. And it just doesn't stop. I mean, Andrew's on what bank number six. Yeah. That's pretty right. crazy. Right. Um, yeah. And I think in a way it's sort of, um, it would be like having a state come after a corporation, right? A small emerging new business. Mm -hmm. Imagine that, like the power of the entire U.S. government, which yeah. is in a way what it is. I mean, the it's government has ways of exerting soft power. Doesn't have to be them doing it to you, but they yep. can pressure other players in the a private industry to go after you. Exactly. Be it again, a GoDaddy, be it any other service provider that, you know, you might even down to, you know, Andrew mentions often, but like email service providers and, you know, even just online stores, you know, the ability to sell a t-shirt or a hat or, you know, a funny pair of socks with frogs on them. Right. We had to build our own store because, <laughs> you know, we're banned from everything else. Um, fundraising was another big one for Andrew, right? Like, you know, new businesses, brand new companies, et cetera, need to raise money. It's just one of those things. It's a chicken and egg problem where it's like you, you oftentimes based on just the size of the community that is there supporting your current needs, you often can't really grow and get over that next hurdle without the ability to do some kind of a fundraiser, be it a crowdsource or whatever. And even just during the time that I was at Gab, you know, there was a fundraiser that Andrew had tried to get going. And that fundraiser canceled him. Um, it, it's just, it, it's really like we could sit here all day and talk about what makes Gab impossible, right? It's actually miraculous that Gab is online. Yeah. Glory to God, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I think too, like it's that other businesses don't have to deal with um, what appears to be monopolies, um, engaging in anti-competitive business practices and using the proxy of the media to assist them in that. In any other industry, right. that would be considered anti-competitive business practices and it would be unethical. But for some reason, um, <laughs> it's allowed to happen to Gab and uh, mm -hmm. to others. So yeah, well, it's it's interesting. There used to be a day where you could approach the Justice Department and actually receive justice. And I'm not even saying just within software, right? Like this is just a, a an endemic problem throughout the entirety of justice right now. But yeah, there certainly used to be, you know, back in the case of Internet Explorer and Microsoft and whatever, it's like, yeah, the Justice Department used to take action against these kinds of actions. But well, I guess, you know, once you've bought the entire thing, it, it stops doing that. So 
that's pretty much what's happened. They, they just don't take those actions anymore. There have been plenty of anti-competitive in, in terms of even just store access, right? Like a lot of people say private company can do whatever it wants. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, Gab even so has its own app store. the cake bigot. Except yeah, exactly. when it comes to that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Sorry. Exactly. No, no, no. It, well, well, so see, that's that's what prevents us from having an absolute argument, right? Because we don't want to bake the gay cake, right? We we don't we just don't want to do that. So at the same time, we can't force them to host the app, right? Well, all right, we'll we'll host the app when you bake the gay cake. Okay, well, we seem to be at an impasse then. Fine. We'll we'll explore the you know, the build your own route. Um, but right. the problem with that is that, you know, these these phones, these devices don't even allow a third-party app store right? Like F droid, for, for example, um, I I'm well aware that there are alternatives out there, but it's like, how, how exactly does one go about, you know, participating in these alternate ecosystems? It's like, you have to sideload some app if your OS even allows that. And, you know, it, half of them don't. Um, and, and so, you know, there, there's, there's really some pretty big challenges to overcome there. And, I don't know, maybe to me, it seems like a mistake to try to force these companies into allowing us access because really, if you think that all the way through, what that does is remove the opportunity for competition to their corruption and their tyranny. Whereas if they keep acting exactly the way they are, it will drive the innovation that will eventually deliver that alternative that works. Yeah, it's difficult, right? It's hard to to figure out what the best thing to do is because they make Mm -hmm. it so difficult just to succeed. I mean, Mm -hmm. and just for people to find you and, and hear about you or hear anything besides propaganda, um, you know, like the, the shooting, the synagogue shooting that Mm -hmm. happened that was like blamed on Gab, how many um, murders, rapes, shootings have been live streamed on Facebook. Right. There was just one this month, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was just one this month. And yeah, again, Facebook seems to be fine. You know, they're still listed in all the app stores. Then positive they can accept credit card payments for their ads and whatever else you can pay right. for at Facebook. They don't seem to be having, you know, any, any of the problems that impact Gab uh, very unfairly. And and again, you know, yes, these, these absolutely used to be the kind of things that you used to be able to go to justice and say, hey, justice, there's this like whole crazy situation happening over here you think you could you know make this big behemoth act right and yeah your your claims all fall on deaf ears because they own that department of the government yeah um i remember looking into when they were having the fake antitrust hearings in congress i looked at who Mm, was like on the board there and then i looked up the donations they received (laughs) jim jordan all of these people took money from google yeah yeah, or really throughout Silicon Valley, you know, it's not just Google. You know, they, yeah. they are definitely uh, bought and paid for by the Silicon Valley, you know, oligarchs, as Andrew would say. But um, yeah, you know, those who run Silicon Valley, uh, they <laughs> um, are are very in control of all of that. Yeah, yeah, it seems like they're in control of a lot of d- other industries as well, like the media. And, um, you know, it's it's a disturbing system that we see. I think it's gotten to the point where Google said that they should be treated like a superpower. They now want to be able to have the power to tax people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't make it up. Like within the span of what has it been five, maybe 10 years tops, we've gone from don't be evil to we're the new superpower obey. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That yeah, that was fast mm-hmm. and unexpected, but okay, here we are. Well, so not that unexpected. 
<laughs> right, right. Well, what's what's good is, you know, I, I don't I don't like to leave that statement hanging exactly there because that's despair. Right. And right. it's like, I hope that folks understand and that they're learning more by the day. I see it happening all the time, what the solution to all that is. And it is tune out and change. Right. Like log out of those platforms, stop supporting them and find an alternative. You know, if that's Gab, great. If it isn't, that's great too. Just stop supporting these ridiculous platforms, right? Like stop funding the enemy to be terse about it. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a good advice. I mean, if you're still using their products, you can't mm -hmm. really complain about them, right? And yeah, yeah it's convenient, but you're helping the people who are trying to, who literally want you dead to yep. put it mildly. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, there was something that you posted a while ago. Um, it wasn't that long ago, but you did this like little video where you were talking about kind of solutions to this. And mm -hmm. you had said that people should run for office at like mm -hmm. all levels, like state, oh, yeah. local, federal, all the way down um, to county county and little city councils. And yeah. If there's a seat available somewhere that is responsible for making decisions regarding things like whether your child is going to wear a mask to school, vax mandates, et cetera, you know, these, these, these seats, offices, positions, these all exist, right? Like everyone wants to focus on president, right? Because that seems to be the, you know, the office that we have in this nation with the most power. And it turns out, especially like with regard to a school board or something, they do have some power. They do, but not quite as much as actually overtaking a seat on the school board or actually occupying, you know, like my wife, Amy, um, she just became, a, 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 uh, I'm not going to get it exactly right, but a committee chairperson for our local um, Republican committee. And so she's going to be involved with knocking door to door. We're going to be helping them a lot with their web presence and just, you know, the technology behind that. That's more or less like what I'll be doing in there. Um, and, you know, they're encouraging her to run for a seat on, our, you know, the, the school that she graduated from to, you know, run for their school board. Um, so that might happen. I have no idea. But my and, and it's not like we're experts in this. It's not like we knew anything at all about that before we started showing up to meetings, asking questions, getting more involved, you know, and really how, how to begin there is approach someone who seems like they're supposed to be there and ask exactly this, how can I help? It isn't how can I get involved or any other, how can I help? That will help them immediately tell you what their needs are. And if there's a connection there, as far as like with us, you know, they really needed help with a website. They really need help with, you know, a, a variety of things. And so we're able to find what we do and offer that back. And that starts the conversation. That's how you start getting involved. That's how you then learn more. That's how we've been to many more meetings since. Um, getting to meet new people, getting to learn about new problems that exist throughout, you know, this entire organization now. And it isn't even, in my opinion, it isn't even about working your way up. Like no one in my house is actually trying to be president. I, I understand I currently have a campaign running for president, but that's mostly comedy intended to get people to think new thoughts way outside of uniparty box. But it doesn't mean that we're not taking what we do on the local level very seriously. And we do. And I just want to encourage more people to at least explore that show up to a school board meeting. Like you don't have to stand up and say anything, you know, you don't have to go be the vocal. Um, you know, my, my son or daughter is not wearing the mask. You don't even have to be that person, but to be another face there 
on that side of the argument helps the whole argument, even if you don't want to stand up and say something, even if you don't want to get more directly involved, you know, just being someone who claps at the right things in, in the audience when things are said really kind of helps others realize they're not alone and that they can get involved in that too. They can show up too. They can actually speak freely, like in real life too. And so that's sort of what I really want to try to encourage more going forward is to have people see that like, okay, this Rob Colbert standard issue guy, right? Nothing special about that guy. Uh, his wife, standard issue woman, nothing very special about that woman are actually out there, you know, doing these things. And that's how they did it. They literally just started asking people, what do you need help with? And then the conversation just went from there. Yeah, I think that's really good. I'm now a GOP delegate in my area. Awesome. <laughs> so, Congratulations. Yeah, I do that now, uh, which is doesn't take up too much of my time. And that's the other thing you think people think that this is like very time consuming or something that they'll have to go to like meetings all the time or whatever. Right. That's not true. A lot of it is done remotely. You do not right. have to go to these meetings all the time. It's mostly like emails. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and then you just have to be there for certain days. That's it. Yes. And it's yeah. not a lot, not a lot of time. Anybody can do it. Anybody can get involved. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. I mean, you can't just like assume that somebody else is going to do it. Like if I don't right, do something, right, right. the next guy who thinks like me and has the same values as me is going to do it because they're all thinking the same thing. I don't have to get involved. I don't have to mm -hmm. sacrifice my personal time. Um, mm -hmm. But you do, you know, and there are things that most people spend their time when they're not working, just like watching tv or something exactly, you can cut exactly. out some of that well they can cut out all of that and should right i mean please throw your television out of a window immediately cable box goes with it um but yeah that that mindset is the reason that things never change it, it just is that exact mindset is the reason that things never change you know the people that want to see things change don't like you're saying don't actually get up off the couch and go change it they want someone else to change it they want to delegate that responsibility to someone who's better at that or more qualified because again we've had it beaten into us now for you know the span of decades that there is this special class of person right like where where did phrases like ordinary citizen even come from remember when that was like just the biggest part of the, the mainstream's you know like spoken vernacular ordinary citizen right <laughs> don't don't even accept that as a label like what is that there there are citizens and there are non-citizens but within the span of citizen there there, there aren't levels to this game you know we, <laughs> we, we 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 don't have special citizens up here and the ordinary citizens that and they recently did this with the non-essential workers and, and whatnot you know, it's like never accept a label like that ever and always realize that you're a citizen, which means you have the right and a responsibility. A lot of people don't realize that, but a right and a responsibility to show up and change it when it's all busted and stuff. So, yeah, yeah I would like to encourage again more people to just look into it, you know, find out when the next meeting is for a council, for a school board, for a whatever, show up to that thing and just start asking what's needed. What's what? What do you need help accomplishing here so that we don't end up with critical race theory or, right. or, or a mask fan or a, a vax mandate? Yeah. And I think that people would be surprised. Like there's not a ton of people 
in is I'm in Virginia, Northern Virginia. There's not tons of people that are local delegates and stuff. They always right. need more people. Yep. They constantly need more people, and especially the GOP because they're terrible at like outreach, especially oh, yeah. with like yeah. young people. <laughs> so oh, yeah. they they need help. I can tell mm-hmm. you that there's something mm-hmm. that you can do, or there's something that you can provide that they can use in some way. Um, well, you know, he stands to gain a lot from listening to the younger constituents. And now, you know, it's like, we're taking a look at what the older constituents have achieved at this point and where we're at in all of that, where the conversation has just flat stalled out. Right. Um, they would do real well to just start listening more and taking action based on the recommendations of the younger people in the entire party. And just with, you know, conservatives in general, I see so many good, no, I see so many excellent ideas coming from our younger, uh, you know, generations now that if these people would just listen to what they're saying and how they're saying it, I really think we'd find more common ground on which we can start winning these battles, right? You know, like the the desire of, and I mean, it's just my perception of it, this can be wrong, but the desire of the older generations to just sort of go along to get along is, is really what's got to stop, you know, like the Caitlyn Jenner's, the, you know, Bruce gender, as I like to call them, but um, that, 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 that whole thing has got to stop. You know, the, the younger generation's not having it. They don't want to hear this. They, they certainly don't want to vote for it. And there are viable alternatives, you know, in the younger generations themselves. Like we've got to stop looking at candidates that are 70 plus. Like, oh my God. I get it. I get it. Wisdom, good and all. But, you know, a 40 something, a 30 something at this point can have advisors. You know what I mean? They really can. They can have advisors. They can, they can, I don't know, I- interact with a team. But thinking that we need yet another 70 plus or an octogenarian or whatever, um, you know, to serve in office, like, can, can we please just look at Biden as the ultimate example of that's the wrong end of the spectrum for right now, please. You know, we, we need people that aren't trying to perpetuate that mindset. We, we need many more people that have solutions for today. Yes, I, I would agree with that. And I do think that um, many times um, people of the older generation, uh, like 50 plus, mm-hmm. they, they haven't grown up like with the consequences of their ideas and policies, like they've gotten to move into the gated communities and the fancy houses. They don't have to live in like the urban sprawl that they have, their policies have created. A lot of them all have like retirements and they Mm -hmm. own a home. Mm -hmm. The younger people, like they'll never have that. Um, <laughs> well, seemingly, 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 seemingly. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I really, I try to shy away from the nevers and stuff like that, but seemingly right now, if things don't change or get better, if we don't start listening to the younger generations and actually paying attention to their real problems that you're talking about right now, then yeah, it will be a never. It's going to quickly become a never. Right. And so, you know, I, it, it, it's, it's hard. It's real hard because I, I, I get it. They're looking out for their retirement and they don't want to let go of that. And you know, so they're, they're going to like cling to these roles within society with a death grip, literally. Um, but it, we, we, we can't stay like this anymore. It, it, it has gotten us exactly nowhere at this point. 
you know, like I need someone to please point on the doll and show me the recent accomplishment for a conservative. It's like, there really kind of aren't any. I, I understand we got a lot of people that say interesting, like, like, like you're saying the, the faux hearings in Congress where, yeah, I don't know, Jim Jordan shows up and gives a verbal angry letter or something, right? Or, or, or you get Ted Cruz who actually <laughs> writes an angry letter and, and then that's it. You never hear anything further from it, right? Because, well, they did their part. They fought back, you know, please donate to the campaign so we can fight harder. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> your fight is weak. You're not actually winning anything. Um, it's time for change is what it is. Like it's time for that whole person, their mindset and, and their list of actions they're willing to take to just scoot on out of the way, please. Next generation step up. Well, I think that they're not very good, particularly the older conservatives. They're not good at like wielding power when they have it. Mm -mm. You know, they had it for two years. They were mm -hmm. in control and they did nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that's their that's just how well, it is with these people. Again, that's more of the, you know go along to get along mindset. And it goes all the way back to Archie Bunker. It really does. If you take a look, Archie Bunker was still trying to be a certain way. He was. And Edith, uh, who represents at that time, what would have been, you know, the, the conservative housewife mother, exemplary indication of this mindset and role within the household of go along to get along. She was always the one, if you remember her most famous thing is now Archie, when he would say something, right? She would always be that voice of reason that would pull him more center. And I'm, I mean, I'm just telling you that was literally the start of the slippery slope that ended to where we are here today. Like, yeah. It's kind of hard to accept that as a fact, but that's where it all began. If you go back and watch even their pilot episode, the very first pilot episode, in that era, in that year, when that came out, mind you, uh, you know, things I'm going to say right now might get a little bit offensive because I'm quoting actual like Archie Bunker and whatnot. But when Meathead came home and walks through the door and is interacting with his wife you have to take a look at the overall situation at that exact time for one they're in her parents house and live there that that wouldn't have happened in that era upstairs uh, was a black man who was working on the tv who comes down the steps later as part of the dialogue and what people today don't realize when they're watching something like that is the concept of what just happened right there was beyond what people today would even call cringe. It didn't happen. There would be no such thing as another man in that house with that woman there alone. We're disregarding race, disregarding race. But then if you add race back into what was portrayed, that certainly wouldn't have happened. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna dive deeper into that, but it just would not have happened. So that show that people you know, do like to quote and, and have fun with, that show was the start of pulling the conservative American man who worked for a living, provided for his family. That was the, the in my opinion, in terms of media, that was the beginning of the destruction of that. That was them, them pushing that uh, whole narrative for the very first time. Uh, and it was also, you know, that, 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 that was innovation and pioneering at, at that time, the, the destruction of conservative culture. Yeah, the propaganda is getting to ridiculous levels at this point. Uh, they were, I think, more, 
they were a slicker about it back then and with their subversive propaganda. And now they just don't care that Mm -hmm. their power is being revealed. They're just Mm -hmm. like, what are you going to do about it? You Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) they don't care that like the mask has come off. Yeah, they're literally at this point, they they are the embodiment of come at me, bro. You know, it's like, yeah, I just did that. Do something. I mean, like that's that's their attitude right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they would like to provoke a lot of people to do stuff, um, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, that brings up, uh, you know, Andrew's recent um, warning to the community. Think think about how bad the problem must be if Andrew had to take time out time out of his day and write a three four paragraph post on social regarding Fed posting right now, you know they are oh, and and by the way the timing you take a look at I don't know what people are calling uh, Mr. Goofus but that's my name for the guy that was in the pickup truck with the bomb, but so so Mr. <laughs> Goofus right Goofus comes along and does the goof right and then like within days we see this onslaught of fed posting and it's not just gab you know what i mean like right. it's out there in force right now absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it's on telegram also That's um, what I mean. yeah yes okay so uh that guy with his, his pennies and his propane tank he mm-hmm. live streamed that on facebook by the way yeah. i don't see them tying this to facebook facebook assisting no. a domestic terror act but I looked up that guy's background and he has <laughs> mental health issues. Uh, they had just put him on a new medication. And mm. this is like the case with every mass shooter. Mm-hmm. They have a psychiatrist. They're on like SSRIs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So there there's that. Um, <laughs> that was just yeah. such a glow up, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> They're so desperate to manufacture these people because they Mm -hmm. don't exist for all their screeching about like, oh, they have a new acronym for it now. It's RWE, right wing extremist. Yep. Um, Yeah, it's very disturbing. I was looking at some articles from Australia yesterday about uh, they they called it something like um, they're like they're going after finances of Mm -hmm. what they call right wing extremists or people who like inspire them so that's Mm -hmm. like they're going to start going after everybody everybody's funding it really will be just regular people um people like myself that are like commentators or or alternative or independent journalists they're going to go after us and um you know we can see what they're doing with the january 6th committee they have just Mm -hmm. subpoenaed the records for so many people going back to like april of 2020 um, that had nothing to do with like January 6th, because, you know, in my theory was months ago, they're going to try to build up these conspiracy cases. You know, they went after these regular people that paraded around January 6th or, you know, wandered mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. for 10 minutes after being waved in by the police. And mm-hmm. um, what they did with holding them in, in pretrial detention and a D.C. Gitmo torturing them. Um, you know, to this day where they still, yeah, there's now 622 that have been arrested. Um, it's what they're doing is disgusting. They take them out of their cells. They tie their arms together. They beat them. They walk in and just like pepper spray them. 
I mean, it is torture. If you follow the legal definition, it is the ACLU will not get involved. Uh, None of these organizations that purport to be like, you know, standing for human rights, Amnesty International. I'm in contact with one of the lawyers representing uh, one, the guy that put his feet up on like Nancy Pelosi's desk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That criminal. uh, Yeah. A bad guy. And it wasn't even her desk. To be fair, it was a desk <laughs> in her office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he is saying that it's just like crazy. None, No lawyers want to represent these people. Public oh, defenders yeah. don't care about them and are reeducating them and telling them to watch Schindler's List and then write an essay about how they've been like de-radicalized. Um, right, and right. so what do you what do you do at this point? I mean, it's just crazy. Well, again, you have to fix the justice system. You know, it's like you can't really approach that problem by providing a lawyer to each person in that jail right now. That's that's not the way you have to fix the jail. You have to fix the reason that they're in that jail. They're, they're, they're not in there for any valid reason. I mean, even just this week, we had um, Owen Troyer from Infowars have to go turn himself in. Thankfully, was granted bail. I can't even believe he was granted bail. And, you know, he's he's free. But that's a rare, rare instance in this entire debacle right like you're saying there are literally hundreds of people who right now can't even get an attorney worth their 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 weight in air um they're being re-educated in this jail by the people that are supposed to be defending them um because that's really just sort of the best that they can do and these are people that are never going to have a a a gofundme you know for their their legal situation they are unknown you know and they're so you can't i don't think i mean I, i i'm more than willing i would love to be wrong um but I don't think you can you can fix this on you know case by case kind of basis where you're going to go in and argue each person's case. No, what, what we need to reestablish is the fact that these people may or may not have been breaking a law. But first of all, where's their right to a speedy trial? Um, why are they being held without bail? Um, you know, like we see truly heinous crimes being committed by people burning down whatever in some protest in order to get a pair of Nike shoes who then are not even having charges filed against them and being let out of jail the next day. And if not, some celebrities coming along to bail them out, you know, they're allowed to do that as a crowdfunded thing. They're allowed to, you know, take those actions. They're allowed to pull their side out of jail, you know, but our, our side shows up with a couple of signs, puts feet up on a desk and a guy with a painted face waves a flag on the floor of someplace he wasn't supposed to be. Okay. I get that. Maybe those are crimes. Maybe it's not okay for random, you know, random members of the public to just walk into the floor of Congress on an ordinary business day. But was it, was it really an ordinary business day that day? You know, we're watching Mike Pence receive some coin the size of his face. And then he goes up and, 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 and says, no, we're not going to pursue any of this. Really? It was just ordinary business that day. Come on. It was not. So did people have a right to protest? Absolutely. That's guaranteed to us, but did they have a right to necessarily be on that floor doing, I don't know, but is it worth, I mean, like literally is, is, is the punishment that fits the crime the story you just told about people getting pepper sprayed, about people getting beat in the face, about people being blind in one eye, about people missing teeth, about people not being able to eat food and maintain their body right now and be healthy or see sunshine or talk to their families, loved ones, children, right? Joe Biggs is behind jail, you know? 
He's got a young child at home, new wife, et cetera, right? I mean, I don't mean to sound like he just got married, but still, you know, that that's a young family that now what's this? This is going to be a, a year more. You know, it's one name. I said one name. How many others in there have a, a new family at home or other circumstances? What kind of problems is this causing in their lives, right? Like we, we like to talk about, you know, the bigger entities and names, you know, losing a bank and whatnot. Are these people losing banks? Are they losing their credit cards as a result of this? There, there, there are, you know, family members that are now behind jail. They can't provide for the family because they're in jail. You know, what, what kind of problems is that causing? You know, how, 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 many, how many problems are we willing to sit here and watch be caused by this and, and, and still not get off the couch and show up to a school board meeting, right? Like, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a, a um, look ahead America, Matt Brainard organized like a, a group to come and protest outside of the correctional treatment facility, which is where most of these people are being held in Washington, mm -hmm. DC. Mm -hmm. And maybe 40, 50 people showed up. And some yeah. of them were parents, uh, like family members of people that are being held there, not mm -hmm. one politician. Mm -hmm. I, I was stunned. But then again, I wasn't stunned. Um, and I listened to these stories. There's a guy, Christopher Worrell, who has um, cancer and they're denying him medical treatment, things like yeah. that. There are so yeah. many stories about veterans that are locked up that have four kids at home and yeah. they were like the main breadwinner for their family. And now their Stay wives up. are going to be evicted from their homes. They can't pay their phone bills. They can't pay legal bills. There mm -hmm. was one lady who was told that if she wanted to get her husband a decent attorney, she needed a $100,000 retainer, and yeah. then she had to pay $500 an hour after that. So they were telling her it would look like around $500,000 total. And there's yes. no yeah. guarantee of anything with that. I worked in law for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I know how corrupt the system is and how mm -hmm. they just take advantage of people. And it's just like a racket. So mm -hmm. that is Especially insane. In that situation, because those charges are very severe. And that's where that all that cost comes from. Like, this isn't a simple misdemeanor bar fight, right? Like, this right. is pretty much treason. <laughs> Seriously, it's like they're, they're about a half step away from treason with some of these charges. And they're yeah. extremely serious. They are felonies. These are like, you know, pe people refer to life altering events. Yeah, catch a felony you know, whatever job you had that, that vaporizes right there. Um, in terms of you even being able to vote on a gun, et cetera, it's major life-changing situations. And for a lot of these people that are more rural, it's like, those can be life-threatening changes, you know? So now it's like, really, what, what do you do? Like you're not, not life, but life and lifestyle and future have all been stripped because you showed up and said some words on the steps of the Capitol. Yeah. Like that's the reason, the ultimate reason, uh, and, and again, as far as I know, uh, in terms of violence and everything from that day, that was pretty much cops shooting people that showed up with words. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, you know, they're they're trying to build like a conspiracy case with the Oath Keepers. Um, you know, yeah, they're the ones Proud that Boys. they said did like the, the, the military stack up the stairs or whatever. And it's, you know, that is already kind of falling apart, but it's interesting because like they keep calling it an insurrection, but nobody was armed. They said, well, right, right. the Oath Keepers had guns at a hotel they were staying at. They didn't bring them, but they could have. And they planned in advance to bring them in the area. But is that illegal, though? 
people can carry no. firearms with them, you know? Right. And so what well, they I don't know about within DC. I know that right. like DC itself has some restrictions on firearms and whatnot. And, you know, so I don't know, maybe they were in violation of some of that. I mean, I just don't know. Um, but no, it's not illegal in right. my opinion. And I, you know, again, uh, there's the absolutist, you know, view that even in DC, your gun's not illegal, right? So, I mean, I guess it all really depends on what people are willing to test and what they're willing to try. But I don't think that that's why those folks were there that day. You know, they're they're not there to push second day. Um, they're, they're 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 they were really there to push first amendment, right? And right. and have their their voice be they they were simply there to be heard. And the response from the government has has literally been with the intent of how dare you? And if anyone dares do this again, look at what will happen to you. And that's why I'm saying like, this yeah. is why we've got to fix justice. We've got to see that these people receive justice. And at this point, I think they're owed compensation for what they've been through. I really do. Oh, I think yeah. People should have the mother of all civil suits against the government when they when they finally do get released, which I yeah. happen. They're not, they don't want to turn over the discovery. There's 14,000 hours of CCT video that they don't want to produce. Right. Um, they're delaying these trials. They're trying to uh, delay them until 2022 at least, which is right. insane with all of these people held in pretrial detention as if they are flight risks or yep. dangerous to the community, which they are not. Um, and so their their excuse for this is like, oh, well, there's just massive amounts of discovery and we have to go through it all. That is a lie. If that was the case, then you shouldn't have arrested people yet until you had the evidence to exactly. show what crimes they committed. You can't exactly. just act this way. So it's shocking to see leftists who complain all the time about police brutality and all of that bullshit when it's their people, you know, or the mm -hmm. FBI setting up Muslims and entrapping them after 9-11 on fake terror mm -hmm. cases. Now they're totally behind all of the shit that's that the FBI is doing, you know, the Whitmer kidnapping plot. Mm -hmm. Well, the 18 were FBI informants. There were two undercover agents. Mm -hmm. And that is just insane. Looking at the yeah. details of that case, the FBI agent that ran the entire thing, Richard Trask, beat his wife, almost mm. killed her after they were leaving a swingers party because she wouldn't cuck him. Right. The Which prosecutor. All, that, that's all fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. The prosecutor, yeah. he was removed from that case because he had prior, um, you know, corruption with informants in another case. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's just like you more and more keeps coming out. The main guy there that they said, like, was the, the main plotter. Um, he was homeless and indigent. He was literally living in a vacuum repair shop. And he was like showing up to these meetings because mm -hmm. the main informant was buying them food and driving them around. Yep. It's yep. so yep. It's, it's so well, messed up. I mean, it, it's what they do. It's it, it is what they find the most vulnerable in society that they can get their hands on the ones that are, you know, a little more receptive to um, persuasion, shall we say, oh. and um, off they go. You know, it's just, you know, like I said, this, this, this most recent one, you know, um, goofus in the pickup truck at the Capitol, man. Wow. Did they, they, they really messed up on that one. I'm pretty sure he wasn't supposed to say things like your people made this bomb, Joe. <laughs> 
pretty sure that that, that was why they had the flashy. <laughs> and they chose me to speak for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's why the you know the men in black showed up with the flashy thing, and uh, that was all swamp gas. You did not see a, a bomber in a pickup truck. That that, that didn't happen. Yeah, it was surprising that, that the media didn't harp on that. Like, oh, you know, like they normally mm-hmm. would have. I think that's mm-hmm. why they don't want people looking too closely at that. The other one that they swept under the rug was the AT&T Nashville bomber. Mm-hmm. That just, mm-hmm. you know, there's another suspicious one that kind of. That was they... the one where uh, a, a truck pulled up in front of the building, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like yeah. warned people to like leave the area. Yeah. Um, totally, totally normal terrorist behavior. He's right. just got those. He's, he's got such an ethos to him. <laughs> 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 um. And, you know, really, like when when it comes, I, I kind of want to touch back on the uh, the January 6th prisoners. The easiest way to get people to understand what's happening to them is say, what if that was a Muslim terrorist in Gitmo being waterboarded? Wouldn't you be down there fighting for some human rights now, Republican? Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet we would, huh? Because they've actually done that when it was the Muslim being waterboarded at Gitmo. Well, we have white guys and American citizens otherwise that are being effectively waterboarded in, you know, the Capitol jail. MTG, um, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene shows up with other politicians just wanting to go have a look at the, the prisoners, you know, see how they're doing, check in, say hi. No, was the answer they were told. You remember that one? Yeah. That's another story that didn't really get to go anywhere. I wonder why that might be, right? That's, that's the, I call that all flashy thing, right? That's the CIA just doing the flashy thing on the audience, right? You're not allowed to think about that one. So we're certainly not going to let mainstream anything talk about it again and you just don't hear from it again that's mm-hmm. how inappropriate like literally a dude showed up calling a i don't know a keg a bomb in the capital and you know that that news did not escape that day the very next day there were no headlines on it how'd that happen that's the flashy thing right yeah exactly um you know it's i was one of those people that like was very disturbed by what i saw with abu Ghraib and and mm-hmm. get my own what they were doing to people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's the, the left cannot be like intellectually honest enough or they just don't care to say like, yeah, if I cared about torture being a problem before, maybe I should care about it happening to American citizens in exactly. the United States because it will happen to them also. Um, well, that's see, this their... is where censorship plays its role. Yeah. The people are not allowed to know what you're talking about right now. Like what we're talking about right now you and I know intrinsically, it's like we wake up, our, our head pops off the pillow in the morning to quote Stephen Crowder from his big event uh, back when, but our heads pop off the pillow every day knowing these things because we have found alternative sources of information. We've gotten to consider this information and today we know what we know, right? What size of the population is not permitted that or afforded that opportunity because they are still trapped in the system. They haven't logged out. They don't even know yet. It hasn't hit them hard enough yet. So they haven't even had to go looking yet. Like think about that number, right? Just that number of people that are still trapped in exactly that, that are not even allowed to know all this stuff. It's how, I mean, it's the reason it's there. It's the reason the censorship is there. It's the reason they're fighting this hard to keep it there. And it's the reason that they fight this hard to keep sites like Gab as down and hidden and not talked about and not mentioned, you know, from Fox News onward, right? You would think Fox News of all places, right? You know, the conservative, whatever. You would think that, it, you know, maybe even just one of their personalities might have a profile on, on a site like Gab. I'm not even going to only say Gab, you know, and they just don't you know, and that, that same personality will sit at their desk every single night and say, there is no free speech online. 
right? Yeah, they'll whine about censorship and all yeah. this nonsense while they're all still on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> oh, exactly. Or Parler or you yeah. know, which, whichever one basically Dan Bongino is investing in this month, right? Like that's that's where they all go as as a crowd. And all right, well, that's that's what they get then for following Dan Bongino. But the flip side of that, right? Because it feels good to say that part. But then there's the bad part. You know, the flip side of that is that, you know, more than half the nation has no idea what's actually going on. And they don't know that they should be fighting for human rights right here in our country now. They just yeah. don't even know that. They don't know the circumstance of the January 6th prisoner. And the, the ones who have heard even rumors of the, the, the maltreatment, the mistreatment that's happening, think they deserve it. Yes. Yeah. I've seen really horrible comments about this. I've heard stories from family members of people who are in prison that, you know, it's not just them that are affected. It's their families. These are innocent people. These are children yeah. who've done nothing wrong. And yeah. they're like branded. Um, it's like a scarlet letter, like, oh, you're you're one of those insurrectionists with which is yes. so ignorant. Yeah. Yep. But it's really sad. So the the well, tool there is not just the hundreds of people that are arrested and probably I, I think that they're probably going to go to at least a thousand people. And then the next thing they're going to do is they're going to start getting people who were outside that didn't mm -hmm. go inside the building, but were there that day. Then they're going to yep. try to roll up the people that were speaking that day or who organized the rally. Yep. Um, that's really scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're going to go as far with guilt by association as they possibly can. They're going to ignore the law. They're just going to keep going and going and going. I mean, that's why they want the social graph of Facebook and other sites, Twitter, etc., is so that they can see who follows who, who interacted with who, who sent who a picture of a map saying, you know, they, they, they want all that information. They want all of that. And the reason is because, well, exactly as you're saying, they're going to keep spreading and spreading and spreading the guilt by association in the court of public opinion only, right? right? They're, they're not actually using courts. They're only using the court of public opinion in order to advance this agenda and narrative. And, you know, again, if we don't start finding more ways to reach people that have that spark of doubt and turn it into actual doubt and then turn that into actions against this, it's just going to keep marching forward the way that it goes. I mean, or someone can show me where we have even so much as slowed it down since Trump announced his presidency. I'm not talking about even since he got in office. I'm talking, you can go all the way back if you want. Go all the way back. Go back to 2012, you know, all the way back. And tell me, show me on the doll where we have even so much as slowed the advance of this rot. We haven't. Nope. I think this, it's gotten worse. <laughs> Right, right. So what, what this tells us is we are practicing insanity. We are doing the exact same thing, expecting some kind of different result. The different result being even at this point, at this point, I'd, I would settle for and be happy with, yay, we slowed them down a little bit. Not, not even fought back, not, not gained ground, you know, not even won a battle yet. Just, yeah, we slowed them down a little bit. Like I, I at this point would call that an accomplishment so that we could start measuring improvements from there. <laughs> But we literally have nothing in terms of even slowing the advance of, of their their agenda. Yeah, that's they, why I go. They've sorry, captured everything. All mm -hmm. the like, um, you know, all the institutions have been captured, basically. Yep. yep. And so, again, that, that's that's where we need more build your owners. You know what I mean? 
Um, we, we need people that are just willing to start that business that doesn't require the mask, that are willing to run the restaurant, that doesn't require the vax, you know, that are willing to step up and do that thing they do or can do or go learn, start learning now. I mean, it, it isn't like we don't have time, you know, there, there will be those that are on the cutting edge of restoration and then there will be those who fill in as we go. Be one of the people that even fill in as we go. If you need to go acquire some skill right now, be a great time to do that. I mean, a lot of people are sitting around with a lot of spare time right now read books, start watching YouTube videos or Gab TV videos or whatever, start watching videos to learn some kind of a new skill or something. One of those skills would be how to run for public office locally and start pursuing that, right? Because again, if we don't get involved, if we don't become the voice in the room responsible for casting the vote and making the decision, then we, we've got to stop complaining at this point and just figure out how we're going to survive in their ideal world where everyone's going to get a fax booster every couple of days yeah i mean the media was seething about um andrew creating that group for businesses mm. to post that they have job openings that don't require this stuff they yeah, were they seething lost <laughs> <laughs> they lost their shit that was that was bad yeah andrew does bad stuff like that all the time he, he really does um and you know he's just glorious in it because someone absolutely has to right and i'm at this point more thankful that andrew has the size bullhorn that he has right like the fact that he has put in this time and built up this following and is actually andrew torba about it and is still to this day using it to send out you know vaccine exemptions based on you know religion etc creating these job boards running gab you know finding the next bank period you know <laughs> finding the hosting solution period Fi finding the money to pay for all that Th those are all skills. Those are all skills. He has those abilities. And I'm just very thankful that he's putting them in this direction. You know, yeah, I think a lot of us are. <laughs> yeah. And and so my my encouragement is, you know, he, he, he's also he answers questions like, you know, if people want to know how he does a certain thing or whatever, it's like you know, reach out like he he also would like to work with more businesses in you know terms of things like Gab ads and whatever. Th these are all things he said. I'm not you know, no news being broken here in terms of Gab. I will not do that. That's Andrew's conversation. Um, but in terms of Gab ads and, you know, the inevitable Gab marketplace and things like that. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, Gab does need more resources, frankly, to be able to make these things happen faster, but they have the resources they have. And so they're happening on the timeline that they are. And it's like, they'll get here, but, you know, really the world needs more initiatives like that. You know, we need more blogging platforms. We need more podcasting platforms. You know, we, we need more resources and tools that people can use to fight back. But those resources and tools have got to start getting a lot more serious about just including even if it's no more than a link to resources for how to get involved in your local politics, how to get involved in, you know, school board management, how to get involved in, in these various things. Like what are the credentials required? Do you have them? Here's how to get them. Um, we've got to start providing, I guess, more tools for people to get more directly involved. And that's why, you know, even just in terms of my own posting, that's why I've gotten more towards like, I've never really even been into the Q thing. Like I've never shared a lot of Q. I'm glad that existed. It opened a lot of eyes. It spread a lot of information, et cetera. But it's like at this point, we're done sitting around waiting for, you know, instructions to arrive from some, you know, mythical whatever that is sitting somewhere uh, writing a movie script. Whatever. I'm done with you. We're done waiting at this point now. And, and this is what that means that we're done waiting thing is we've got to, like you're saying, we've got to get up off of the couches and it isn't showing up for protests, right? That's the equivalent of really sort of sending a tweet. It's great. I'm glad people do it, but 
that itself is not in action anymore because we're all just being ignored. So we've got to get in those. We literally have to get into their system, kick them out of the seat that they're in now and be the different vote, like actually be the different vote on the bill, the resolution, the, the agenda item, you know? Yeah. We, we have to start actually being the people who vote on the agenda items. We can't delegate that anymore. Well, not only that, but we actually have to reach out to people who are in office. Um, nobody calls their politicians anymore. Nobody knows how mm -hmm. to lobby, um, which is what special interest groups are very good at and what they do. They use yes. their numbers to apply pressure on institutions and they know how to lobby um, effectively. And that's something mm -hmm. that we don't know how to do. We don't have any kind of organization with that kind of um that goal that just focuses on lobbying politicians and acting mm -hmm. sort of as a special interest group for us and our needs. We have like neocon think tanks that, yep. that don't yep. serve anybody. Well, those they do. They, they serve like government contractors that build bombs that we drop onto, you know, brown well, people. That. That's, that's <laughs> their job. No, really, that's their job. So that's good. And I'm glad someone does that, I guess. But what we need now are, and you know, the problem here is that the people who are really, really, really good at that kind of stuff, you know, make the politician do it at once by buying it. Um, they, they, they just like money. I mean, let's call it what it is. Yeah. They like money. The people who actually make that stuff happen like money. What we need are people that are more willing to be a volunteer, right? Because this side of this argument, due to the amount of actual oppression that this side faces, we don't have that money to give to those people. Those people right. want like seven digits worth of dollars. And it's not for just them. They, they actually have to go put that money into the palm of a politician to get it to act right. I mean, right. look, I'm done sugarcoating this conversation, having people act like it's about us talking about a bill or what. No, you have to go buy the vote, right? Yeah. And so we just, we're, we're not even be, we're, we're not even being allowed to get the money required to go buy the vote in this ridiculous banana republic anymore, right? So it's like, we need volunteers, the people who actually can think like that and show up and start, you know, doing this um, at every level. Yeah, now this is where you're starting to bring up topics that do matter more on the national level. So we need people that are willing to, you know, create alternatives to, I get it, there's this entrenched force in Washington, DC, that's real hard to, you know, defeat and work around and what, I don't care. You gotta start now and, and just start, it's how they did it, you know, they started building one day and did not give up and they, they also, they're better at working at it as a team. So we've got to get better as working at working as a team. And we just have to start doing these things ourselves. We have to be the people that come up with the good idea that know how to do the research and go in and find which politician needs to get bought. And then we need to figure out what, what amount of money they need and give it to them. There's, there's no other way to do this. I, I mean, I, I get it. That's, that's not what anyone really kind of wants to hear, but that's what has to happen. You just have to straight buy the politician or, or become them in some way. So Again, I, I think that starts local and grows national. But in, in terms of these think tanks, we, we do need some real leadership in this area. What we need is an organization that's got a new face from a new generation with a new name, um, some new logo that our side can get behind and give those dollars, right? So like, just follow the example of Gab as a social media site. All right, now let's just take the entirety of social media site out of the conversation and put political action committee there, right? So 
we can create our own political action committee. We don't have to see that Charlie Kirk exists as Charlie Kirk doing the Charlie Kirk and think to ourselves, well, what are you going to do? You're going to start a pack is what you're going to do. You're going to figure out what he did. You're going to figure out what it takes. You're going to start that thing. You're going to get it funded by, you know, finding like-minded people to support it and then point it in the direction of actually accomplishing things, which again, I'm, I'm asking because I don't follow like, what accomplishments can Charlie Kirk talk about? What, what has his organization actually made happen other than a rally or you know some sort of, we're gonna get on stage, use blue lighting and say words again, right? Like seriously, what, what else has he accomplished with what resources he's been given? Cause it's vast. I think he's done a lot of damage. I don't think See he's like I mean? accomplished much. I mean, their recent, women's leadership summit was literally the theme was capitalist barbie right what, what yeah. even is that what I, what was that it was stunning and what were those resources <laughs> spent from the time the money the people involved the venue the food that had to get cooked right oh. <laughs> why why at the end of the day how did this help us at all what what was accomplished yeah it didn't help us. It was massively embarrassing. And it mm -hmm. also provides like for the young generation, they look at that and they're like, I don't want anything to do with that. And they just exactly. become leftist by default because they don't see mm -hmm. anything that represents what matters to them. You know, at nobody all. cares to hear about like socialism is bad and look at Cuba. Like we know right. that no one cares. It's not <laughs> socialism that is oppressing us. It's not socialism debanking us. It is not socialism throwing us in prison and yeah. infiltrating our groups and trying to um, get us to commit acts of domestic terror. None of that is socialists. Exactly. And so, yeah. you know, again, that, that's where everyone who calls these initiatives and operations out there right now, controlled opposition is exactly right. That's why no one has seen me, you know, say, oh, knock it off. They're not controlled opposition. That, that Charlie Kirk's a fine guy. No, um, they want what they have. They want the money and they want access to the club is what they want. They just want access to the club. You know, they're, they're, they're not going to let go of their Twitter profile. I don't think I really even need to say more. They're not going to let go of their Twitter pro. They're not going to stop publishing on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like those are just symptoms of a problem laying under the hood. It would be like your check engine light is on. It's like, did the person you follow upload to YouTube today? Check engine light is on. Like there's a problem there because every single time that happens, every single time these people tweet, every single time they create yet another Facebook group, because that's the one that's not going to get banned. Um, they're, they're perpetuating this cycle of destruction against us. And they're doing it by funding the, the entities that are doing it to us, right? Like YouTube gets all that money and what does YouTube start doing? Well, you see that they're pushing the Fox Newses, they're pushing the MSNBCs, you know, they're pushing the other creators, be they whatever. Um, that is your money being used against you. There's no other way to say that. There's no argument against it. And that's usually whenever, you know, we get called the idiots or that's usually when the ad hominem attacks start or the bot short circuits and logs out or whatever happens next. But that's kind of what's going on there. So the solution to that is we've got to create the alternatives. Fine. You don't like what Charlie Kirk is doing. You don't like what his organization or, or name some other name, any other, you know, firebrand of the right, although I hate that word. Um, <laughs> name any of them. And it's, are oh, you not happy with that? 
build your own. Just just take that cue and and run with it ad infinitum. You know, build your own. You don't like the way that political action committee is is you know using the resources that have been given to them. Stop giving them the resources and build your own. You don't like what Facebook is doing with your group. Stop creating another one. You know, honestly, find another site where you can create a group and just migrate there. You know, um, it, it's time. It, it really is time. Like we we cannot continue supporting these systems while complaining about them. That's the insanity that I talked about a little bit earlier, right? Like we keep doing the exact same thing over and over, expecting magically some better result, right? And again, I think that's a lot of the the Q-like mindset. I don't know why it's so prolific on our side, but it is. It's like these people just want to sit in a corner and hope themselves to death. It's like you cannot do that. That's that's a bad survival strategy because did you hear the last word? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I can say from attempting to do this, like trying to put together a 24-hour live stream continuous since 2018 mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. like always there. It is so hard. It really um, it's not financially viable. Mm -hmm. And we've been kicked off of so many things, YouTube, um, PayPal, Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, mm -hmm. all of the Clout Hub. So some of these like alt platforms, they're they still, you know, there are certain people that are allowed there and that are amplified there. And we are mm -hmm. not one of them because we just have regular people that come on. They host a show for two hours. And mm -hmm. then they, mm -hmm. some of these people work. They're like retirees. Some of them are veterans and they're allowed to say what they want. They can cover what they want. And they don't like that. They don't like people being taught a skill, like learning how to write articles or whatever. They really don't like that. So it's very hard to do it, but it is possible. And we're very lucky that we have a core group of people that basically keep it running for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Actually, like right now would be a great time to talk about the blurb that you guys have on uh, Patriot Soapbox about PSB is evolving um, I would like to learn more about that because you're moving away from what we're using right now, that which will not be named into your own solution there. Um, I see that, you know, the, uh, the matrix system is being set up and I actually just want to know more about what you guys are, are, are doing with that. Like is, <laughs> is this in the direction of what you're talking about for, you know, your 24 seven publishing, um, like what, what, what is that? Well, that was our old tech person who's no longer with us. He was building okay. that out. I okay. wish he would finish it, but um, he started these projects of using um, Matrix. I don't have no mm -hmm. idea what any of the stuff was. Jitsi he was the other one I was most Jitsi. interested in because that, yeah. that would be what replaces this. To use it as a plugin through Element, which was our Discord replacement, mm -hmm. um, which I have kind of, I, it's, we own the servers for that um, and they're overseas. So they're, mm -hmm. they can't mm -hmm. censor it at all. That's one good thing. Like we were trying to do what Gab was doing, which was to just kind mm -hmm. of create our own solutions and fortify it. We want to own everything, but we don't have the money to pay a tech person to do it full time, which is what he was doing for a while. Right. So, right. but yeah. yeah, I, I know he made some well, progress should, on that though. I should, should ask him about it. We should we should chat about that. Yeah. After the, after the call. All right. Well, I think that uh, this is what people need to do and what they should be doing. Um, I don't know how many other channels like ours are out there that are just kind of reliant on other things. But 
we can use collective power to like pull resources to try to make mm-hmm. alternatives to help everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the technologies that you guys are picking there, at least up to a point in growth and scale, they will have your back, right? Like, you know, the, the matrix for chat to replace discord Jitsi to replace what we're in here. Right. Um, but there, there are some other things as well. Um, like what about as far as putting out a 24 seven video or audio stream? Are you guys working in, in like, are, are, are you doing anything to arrive at that? Like, well, do you want to be your own literal replacement for a CNN? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was the goal, right? Um, we wanted to have, uh, we wanted to be an alternative to the mainstream media. And mm-hmm. we wanted something that was accessible, that was regular, real people. And yeah. we're, they like our live chat is very lively. Um, it's live right now. <laughs> so people can <laughs> interact. And I think that's important. People like that. People yeah. enjoy it. And that's why people come back, you know, and have been with us for so long. There are people yeah. that remember our stories about like our cat getting stuck in the, the roof. <laughs> and it's so funny that people still, that's from 2018. And it's mm-hmm. every time I meet somebody that like is a listener, they're like, I've been listening since Bobo was stuck in the ceiling. And I'm like, <laughs> you've been listening for a while. <laughs> that needs to be it. Yeah. That needs to be some kind of a tagline. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so awesome. that's the goal is to create our own streaming platform, which is super hard, super expensive, especially when you're live 24 yeah. seven and you have to be high quality video because we have our live chat on the side of our mm-hmm. video there. Everyone mm-hmm. needs to be able to read that. So it can't be low quality it has to be high quality. Right, and right. our tech guy was trying to, if I can explain this right for someone that's not a techie, he was trying to take these nodes and like mm-hmm. piggyback them. He, he had them spread around the world, these mm-hmm. servers, and then he was trying mm-hmm. to connect them. Right. And it's a mesh or a relay grid. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. he made some progress on that, but it's it's expensive. It's difficult. Yeah. And for him, it's just a full time job and he couldn't do it. Sure. But it's a very good idea. And that's one solution. And that's what people need to be coming up with is solutions to things. Yep, you know, yep. if you want something that can't be censored, build it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, there are technologies out there, you know, like you don't really have to start everything from scratch. You know, that was like if if Gab actually had to start every one of its projects from absolute scratch and work toward launch, um, it might still be in the formative stages, to be honest with you. Um, but the reality is, you know, there are open source databases, there are open source web development languages, there are open source, yeah. you know, real time media platforms. I'll just go ahead and name drop one Media Soup. It's all one word, lowercase Media Soup. That is a WebRTC backend that essentially plugs directly into browsers and can scale to goofy, goofy big numbers. Um, you know, we again, we can discuss things like that. Um, but there, there are solutions out there to these problems, but like you're saying, the challenge isn't getting the software configured correctly with the proper web front end and all the rest of that, right? Like that's the easy part. I'm not, you know, minimizing what effort it takes in development, but that's the easy part. The hard part is the dollars required to get these 
servers that, you know, because we do not get access to the cloud. So the hard part is getting the dollars for not just the servers, but another thing people under underestimate or discount entirely is the bandwidth required, right? Like these network connections for, as you're saying, HD video that, you know, represents well what we have here in terms of quality, like your camera is stunning in terms of quality. Like you're saying the text matters, being able to see small font matters. Well, the, the downside of all of that is the cost, you know, because quality means more bits per second, more bits per second is exactly bandwidth. And, you know, you start running out of a gigabit line real fast with video. You'll run out of a 10 gig line real fast with video. You can run out of a 40 gigabit per second line really fast with video if your audience is sizable. And then you need more than one. Like you're saying, you need one in Europe, you need one in Asia, you need one here you know, in North America, South America, if you can. Um, and not just one, and by, by one, I mean a point of presence, which is many servers, not just one server. Right. Um, if you wanna be able to really reach large numbers, right? And so, you know, that, that's where the build your own thing gets really, really challenging. And where I think we've gotta get as a, a, a political party, if you wanna say it, uh, we've gotta get much more serious about where we're sending our dollars and why. What is being done with the dollar? When I'm sending my check to the Charlie Kirk, what is Charlie Kirk doing with the right? dollar? Whereas yeah. if I sent that dollar to organizations like yours, I'm literally building CNN's next, right? Like the utter replacement, the correction, the solution for it. But we have a hard time, you know, recruiting that dollar away from exactly. the movement because people think that this isn't the, so they think this is just someone's hobby. They think that, you know, something like what you're trying to build, it's easily dismissed in most people's minds as, oh, it's just a grift, you know, or Patriot with P-A-Y, you know? And it's yeah. like, I get it. There's an awful lot of that happening right now. But oh, folks, yes. folks, just hear me. There are genuine initiatives that are trying to happen that are the actual solution. Do you really want the next suit to come on the screen and read the teleprompter to you again. Or can we please consider, this is the third time I'm dropping the word now, insanity, and whether that might be doing the same thing, expecting a different result. I do not want another suit, talking head, just reading off of a teleprompter, telling me what the CIA uh, you know, emailed over as talking <laughs> points for, for that segment. I, I don't need that. I can just right. go to the CIA's website and get that news report. I'd much rather have exactly what you're trying to build. Real people who have real thoughts, who are, by the way, out here doing real things that matter, that are actual solutions, be they small, it doesn't matter. You know, All those small solutions are what eventually are gonna add up to us winning. So we've just gotta get a lot more serious about where we're actually sending our resources as a movement, as a culture, right? Do we care is the first question. Do you actually care or is this all just words? And I'm not, I don't mean you, I'm talking about you know, someone who's maybe hearing this in the future. Right. You do you do? Oh, okay. Well, did you donate to anything? I don't care. I don't even care what it was. Did you donate to anything at all? Okay. Did you follow up on that? What happened with your dollar? What actually got accomplished with your dollar when you donated? Did, did the thing happen? Right. That, that email subject line that said only 15 minutes left to get your money in here now, or we're fucked or whatever it is. Okay. When you did that, did you get the expected result? No. Oh, why are you still sending your money to that? Why are you, what, fight harder, vote harder. None, none of this is working. None of it is working at all. We've got to start picking new places to send our disposable income in support of what they are trying to build. 
And what I'm reading on your website and what I'm hearing you say for a long time is this is what's worth supporting. Initiatives exactly like this is what's worth supporting. You know, you look at an Alex Jones and he built his own. He has the ability to do that. The money that he gets goes towards operating that. I can see staff, I can see equipment, I can see quality, I can see his own 24 seven live stream, exactly what you wanna build. I can see all of that. And I want that for more people. <laughs> right? That's exactly, I want that for more people. And so again, people have just got to start thinking stronger and better about where, like when I'm pulling my wallet out and ready to donate now, to what? Honestly, to what? Can we get more honest about to what and what they're actually accomplishing? I do not want you to rent another city-sized venue, get some fancy lighting, a projector, and have Candace Owens come out and tell me words. I'm done with it. I am done with it. I want, I, I want this platform 10 times bigger in six months, or I swear I'm coming back and I'm going to have questions for your audience. <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to like me at all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's true. What's the return on that investment, right? Do you see like, mm -hmm. or how are they, how are they investing that money? How are they using it? Um, are they using it to create, to innovate, to do something that then kind of goes back to that community and offers them something they can use, like a product or a place where they can go? Um, it, I don't see that with Turning Point. No, they're um, using money to hiring the PR firm. Uh, sorry, they're using the money to hire the PR firm to create the next logo that gets people excited for next candidate so that they'll donate to that so they can hire more PR firms to create the next logo to get excited about next candidate to join the mailing list so that we can vote harder. <laughs> right. Thanks. Yeah. When we <laughs> started, that's, that's we had this little, the little tiny laptop. I think it was my old like five-year-old laptop that was mm -hmm. literally held together with a popsicle stick and tape because it was yeah. lifting up. That's where we started. Yeah. That yeah. and where we are at now is a lot. We've made a lot of progress, but absolutely, you know, because we put everything back into like buying equipment. We buy equipment for people who come on as hosts. Mm -hmm. We train people that mm -hmm. is providing mm -hmm. like something and you're giving skills to people that then they can take on and go off and do their own thing. I mean, yeah. that's helping. It provides some kind of valuable service to people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we need to enable what you're doing more. We need not more people doing what you're doing yet, yet you guys are right here. <laughs> you're, you're trying to make this happen right now. Um, what I'm all, all I'm hearing, and this is to the entire audience, um, all I'm hearing is uh, one or two people in a volunteer capacity would probably help you get really far. And I'd like to talk to you about that after the call. And I do mean in a volunteer capacity, um, but, but people have got to start supporting initiatives like exactly this, um, the direction that you're headed and the quality of the initiative you're putting forward is something that just needs to be noticed and supported by more people. So I really, really need people to just stop fucking around and even a small donation in the right direction is going to cause more change than giving another dime to a Charlie Kirk. It really is. And I, I, you know, we all have got to start saying that more. And I get that people want to just make fun of the guy or whatever. And it's like, right. I don't, I don't, you know, he has built a money machine. I only wish he would just use the money for, you know, real good, real action, real change. 
it's not happening. So at this time, I'm just going to start getting a lot louder about people have got to stop doing that. We've got to stop donating to next candidate. We've got to stop even getting excited about that. We've got to get more excited about this, which is then what will enable people to homeschool, which is then what will enable people or learn how, which will enable people to learn how to grow a garden, which will enable people to learn how to run for that local office, which will enable people to consider alternative medicines and get away from big pharma, you know, which will enable the change. We're, I mean, honestly, we're, this is all the same conversation. All we're talking yeah. about is how do we enable the change to happen? Well, we, we enable the change to happen by making a change. And one of those changes is what you donate to and why and follow up, you know, actually follow up. You know, again, I can only use Gab as the, the most thorough example that I have. I don't mean to keep over mentioning Gab or whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, promote, but we look at what Andrew does. He's very transparent. You know, the money, well, for one, he's got the donation bar right there on the sidebar so people can see the amount of money needed and know whether or not, you know, a donation from them, if they're tight or whatever is even really needed right now. And if not, they can skip it and that's fine. But then they get to see the transparency Andrew talks about. We bought these servers. This is what, you know, this is where the money has gone. Andrew shows you where the money has gone. Gab is there today. You know, when you go to log in, it's there today. That's where your money is going. And like you're saying, people dramatically, you know, underestimate the costs of these things. And it, it isn't just in terms of the bandwidth or the equipment. You know, these things need people to run them. And those people have to be able to feed their families. You know, we, we talk about wanting to be the provider. You know, we've also got to step up and start enabling those providers to be the provider, you know, so that they don't have to go back to, you know, the Zog and plug back into the matrix and, you know, enjoy the, the tasty steak, you know, in order to keep these people out here in reality with us, we have to enable their success too. And that just requires money. There's no other way to do it. It requires money. So please people, please think twice about where you're sending that next check and make sure it counts. Cause it really matters. We're running out of time to be stupid. Yes, that is true. And um, just making smart investments, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, nobody has tons of unlimited funds that they can throw. But if you're smart with it, you know, maybe stop super chatting people on YouTube because mm -hmm. they take most of that money anyway. Exactly. Um, you Such can cut out point. your your coffee or your only fans. <laughs> oh, oh, no, she, she's going all that. the way there. <laughs> Stop spending but, money on stuff like that and support normal things, good things. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we, we just started homeschooling. So you, if you want, if you want something to change, do something and exactly. it's not as hard or scary as I thought it was going to be. Like, I didn't well, think I was qualified or anything like that, but then you realize like the experts and the qualified people are just regular people like you. Well, no, they're far worse. They are well, qualified. Yeah. They have the credential from the Marxist university that came with the CRT upgrade and all the rest of that. that that's worse. It's way worse, right? Like there's the meme I just saw today um, where, you know, they're, it goes back to that that same premise of, you know, think about your reputation, but it's, oh, well, your homeschooled uh, child is never going to fit in, you know, and then it's like the yes guy comes over, over, over. That's the point, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah. Being <laughs> right? apologetic about it. It's like, yes, exactly. I am doing this so that, you know, my son or daughter does not fit in with this ridiculousness. I reject it that sincerely. Um, which in and of itself starts new conversations like, whoa, what do you mean? You know, why, why, you know, like critical race theory, you know? <laughs> sit down, let me tell you about it. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, um, 
pe people just need to get a lot more serious about it. It's time to stop just, you know, the, the, the online text box LARP of how, you know, we're going to make change someday. Stop it. That day's got to be today or we're running out of days. Yeah, we're running out of time. That's probably a good place to wrap it up. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? No, not at all. Like I actually did not come here to promote anything. I have nothing <laughs> that I want to, uh, you know, uh, have people be more aware of. Um, I, we covered everything I would have wanted to discuss. Run okay. for local office, right? Yeah. Like show up. This is about showing up now, you know law and order send tweet got nothing done right so it is time to be the people in the room responsible for the vote responsible for even deciding what agenda items are going to get discussed and then how we're going to decide and vote on those agenda items regardless what the committee or the whatever is just start getting in those seats now figure it out that's all, that's all i want known and support this support the work of people who are doing what you are listening to right now. This wants to grow. This wants to be the bigger and better solution to the actual problem. This is not just talk about it. This is trying to get it done and it needs your help. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're quite welcome. Thank you very much for the opportunity to come on and chat. This has been, this is the first I've done one of these, to be honest. Uh, really? In, in, yeah, in many, many years now. It's the first I've done anything like this. So it was an absolute blast getting to come in and chat with you. And I hope to maybe do it again sometime. All right. Thank you.